2: This Haberman and Middlecoff segment is brought to you by Ease.com, promo code HAM, Middlecoff.
0: Promo code HAM,
2: $20
0: off first purchase, over $50 free delivery.
2: Now to the pod. So Kyle Shanahan was on Adam Schefter's podcast. Okay, gotcha. And uh, I think he said uh, they have not, no one has offered them anything for the second pick in the draft yet, which makes sense, right? Um, Yeah. I'm happy with the guys that we will take at number two. It's not like you're going out there trying to facilitate a trade or make it happen, but if people call you and they want something bad enough, you'll always sit there and listen. The opposite of that is John Lynch. We know what the Giants would have wanted for Odell Beckham. John Lynch went on KNBR last week and said it was going to take the second overall pick, and we didn't do it. Ultimately, the Browns traded 17, and I just watched – Thanks to you, a press conference. It looked, you know, it looked like an NBA press conference. It did. It's weird to have an introductory press conference where three of the four guys in the press conference are already on the team. Like it wasn't like here's three new free agents. It was here's one guy and three other guys that were already here.
0: Well, guy, think about the th- four guys in the press conference. Was Odell their rock star? Their number one overall quarterback. Their number one overall defensive end. And their free agents. And a former second rounder who's Jarvis, who is Odell's best friend. So it's really unique. Yeah, it's just I, I don't think you would have seen that situation many places. They right? are
2: pretty uniquely set up to make Odell happy.
0: Because why would you not? It makes sense to me if you're them to send Baker and Miles up with those two. Because I bet at first Odell's like, I want Jarvis to be there. And then Baker's like, I'm going to be there too. They're going to bring the quarterback. And Miles like, well, fuck, I'm here. I'm the best player on this goddamn team. Well, those you guys would have been in
2: the back of the room anyway, right? Ideally.
0: Yeah, I you're right. It was very NBA-ish. Honestly, I don't even know if you'd see four guys in an NBA. I mean, that was pretty – kind of felt a little like heat-ish. Right. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> guys are carrying themselves like they're about to win a championship. Yeah. A lot of pressure, a lot of pressure on that squad guy. Well, and
2: there's – because because Odell's so good, which puts pressure on the 49ers. Like what they do at two, will we in five years be looking back at whoever they draft two and say, if that guy
0: doesn't work out, you could have had Odell Beckham. Okay, let's do this. Let's flip it. Let's say the Niners, <clears throat> that was a Niners press conference right there, and they had just gone 7-9 and nine and flipped 17, Kwaski-Tart, in their third-round pick. We would have applauded. We'd be like, that was the easiest trade they ever made. And we would have been like, God, the Browns did not trade pick two? That's understandable. Because I said I would have done it, but I do get, and I said this back when it kind of felt like it might happen, not that it might happen, that I would do it, because it always felt like they wanted to flip. They weren't just going to give it up. If you look back on the last, like, at least the modern era of football, I think it happened more in, like, the 80s, where you would trade the draft for a player. Like, Ditka was one of the last to trade his whole draft for, like, Ricky Williams. <laughs> it's un, Now, he was a rookie, right? To me, it's unprecedented to trade a top five pick for a player. Like, that's pretty nuts. Sometimes it works out that way. Remember when the Rams traded like multiple ones of the Titans and then they sucked really bad? And then the following year, the Titans were like eight and eight had like the fifth overall pick, but they didn't have the fifth overall pick when they traded for that pick, you know, or the you know, traded for Goff. And again, Goff was not a, an in the NFL player. Like, how many players in the NFL, and I, we could probably count on one hand, would you even entertain just straight up number two for the player? Mac, Donald. DeAndre... I mean, it's a short list, right? I would entertain it for Odell, but I think we've talked about this before. I'd I'd, I'd take DeAndre Hopkins over Odell because he's a more consistent human. You know, he's
2: just a little less drama. Yeah, no, we agree on that. And um, I think
0: Mike Evans, would you do Mike Evans straight up for number two overall? Probably. He's 26, he's yeah. 6'4", he fucking like dominates if I would... he's no drama. Yeah. Would you do... You know, I don't know. There's not many players. See, Like Roquan Smith. Would you do that if you were the Niners? Right no. now? He you're in? No. Probably not. No. He's pretty good, though. He is. You said Khalil Mack? Yeah, to me, Khalil Mack, Aaron Donald. It's a tiny Like, you wouldn't do it for Clowney, right? You wouldn't do it for... Who are other good players, you know? Like, the Chiefs. Chris Jones are really good players. I wouldn't do that. There just aren't... There aren't that many guys. Probably less than five or six. So will the, this goes back to it though, like
2: will the player they draft be compared to Odell Beckham Jr. Every step of the way. Well, on this podcast, yeah. Yes. I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. I don't know that it will hang over John Lynch's head, but I think what will hang over his head more of is just if the player he drafted to isn't a great player.
0: But I also think the elephant in the room also is what if their receivers are God awful? You know, what if one of the problems next year, they're eight and eight. And it's just, Nick Bosa, keep. I want to call him Joey so bad. I do it all Nick's, the time, I'm not Nick's, helping. Nick's fine, he's solid, he's better than Solomon Thomas, but he's not, doesn't, looks good. But the receiving core is just terrible. I mean, just awful. And that's, with the season ends, they don't make the playoffs, you're like, God, if they just had a goddamn receiver. Like, And again, like, what would we be saying right now if they had just traded straight up number two for Odell Beckham? Like mean, I that's bold, but I like it. We'd supported it.
2: Absolutely. I, I think when you also, take away the bi- podcast, podcast. But when you take away podcast business as an element in plus or minuses for trades, it's a less Ease, obvious Ease. thing to do. Ease dot com will go to him <laughs> Right. <laughs> and once again, next week my bookie. But AG, but but I Hamlet. but I
0: do think, guy, it is justifiable. Like it's it not is. it's not that crazy.
2: No, but it's not as if
0: he is a riskless player right well to me it'd, it'd be very it's it's undeniable that it's extremely risky like, like if he if we look risky,
2: back but an understandable risk if three years from now Odell has played in almost every game for Cleveland we look back and say hey that was not it was not obvious that that stretch of durability was about to occur for him
0: right to me if he has a three-year run where he catches like 300 t- 300 catches and you know, averages nine to 10 touchdowns a year and they make the playoffs multiple times, it was the easiest trade they've made in Browns well, history.
2: But that's, and that, that's where I do agree with John Lynch, what he said on Murphy and Mac, is it was an easier trade for them to do. But that, well, we're not, no one would probably argue that. No, I'm not, I'm just saying, like, I think it, it is an important point here. Like, it's easier, even, it's kind of counterintuitive. If you
0: have less ammo, it's an easier trade to do. But that's what yeah, happened I think here. His overall point was we were – it sucked being shitty to want this player because we didn't have – it didn't line up. I think Jed – Jed It was did, an overpay for us. Jed, Jed's two main points at the owners' meetings. One, that he he gets fucking tough on a wall, mm. and he, he let it fly. Make and sure it, you don't hit you know, do a stud. He, he, sometimes, Jed, if you just tap on the wall before you swing, you'll find out where the stud is. And he also said that we just didn't align. He even said that. Now, again, because that's John and those guys telling him that. But he's, he's right. They, it was not a great alignment year. Would it have been easier to do last year at pick nine? Even I'd say nine's pretty high. To me, it's it's super easy anything outside of the top 15, right? If you're like drafting 18, like, fuck, I'll give you for Odell Beckham. If you have a pick like seven or five or two, it's hard. Because I think when you see a single digit, you think two things. We sucked all year for this pick, especially if you're drafting two. And you go uh, and our, damn, our quarterback got hurt for this pick. Our quarterback got hurt for this pick, slash this is a really good draft of some guys that we need. And let's call it what it is. When you draft a guy at number two overall, if he becomes a great player, a Khalil Mack, an Aaron Donald, even just even not that good, but just like a Chandler Jones or just a real like a Pro Bowl level guy, one of the best deals in the NFL. If you get a pro bowler at six, seven million, he's not quite Russell Wilson as a rookie. But it's a damn good deal. You'll take a $7 million Pro Bowl Pro Bowler at defensive end all day long, right? Yeah. Like, they always say the best deals in the league are when you get an elite player second or third round. That's true. But to me, it's a pretty damn good deal when you nail your top 10 pick. Right. When you swing on 3-0, and which is what a
2: top 10 pick is, and you hit a home run. Yeah. Right? When you, t- like, I'm going to swing on 3-0. and It's like, uh, you hit a single, like, whatever. Hit a home run. When you flush a BP fastball, like, doing what you should do, and you just do what you're supposed to do in the draft, you'll get extensions.
0: Brandon Belt's like, you can swing on three-off?
2: Well, you know, Brandon Belt's great curse is that he has a better idea of the strikes on the umpires. Yeah, that's that's a the problem. curse. you gotta, <laughs> you got to swing the bat.
1: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.